Hey, y'all. Welcome to Two Babes in a Book with Liz and Rach. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we are going to have some book banter about The Husband's Secret by Leanne Moriarty. In every episode, we will have a cleanliness score on a scale of zero to five. Zero meaning no level of content in that area, five meaning a great deal of content in that area. Everyone has their own personal comfort level, and these are just ours. All right, language. Okay, I gave it a three and a half out of five. Okay, I gave it a two and a half out of five. There's definitely the F word. Yep, some F bombs. Mm -hmm. SH word. uh, Yeah, I mean, not not too bad, but it's definitely throughout the book. Yeah. The language. That's pretty, with, with, this is the third Leanne Moriarty book I've read and the F word is pretty prominent, I feel like, in, in her yes. books. <laughs> so they're ones that I know I can't listen to around my kiddos. Just put in the ear, the AirPods or, you know, just read the actual physical book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Okay, for sex, I put four out of five. Okay. And I put a three out of five. So there is, there's talk about, um, affairs and there's talk about married sex. (laughs) So there's, there's sex of all kinds, but not super graphic. I would say PG 13. Yes. I would definitely say PG 13 and just throughout the book. She just throws it out there. She just mentions it. So not just, Mm -hmm. not, not exactly scenes that, that I'm talking about, I guess that I was thinking about, but just like. She just talks about it, like, or the, she'll say the character just can't stop thinking about it yes. or she'll just plug it in a lot. And I have noticed that with her other books too. I've met, well, I've read, yeah, Truly Madly Guilty and What Alice Forgot. I noticed mm-hmm. that as well, that it's just kind of sprinkled throughout the book, but One it's her still PG-13. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then but I felt like this one was heavier on the sex than the other two that I've read. That's why I gave it a four mm-hmm. out of five. I felt like for it was just me, a little high. So, um, I've read what Alice forgot. And then I've also read, um, oh my goodness. I'm Big little lies. Yes. Big little lies. That one, the sex is like very explicit because it's oh. pretty much like a rape. Um, okay. and then the other one, I feel like actually, yeah, the, the sex in, um, big little lies is a lot more aggressive and the sex okay. in this book is all happy sex. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, compliant. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, so I feel that's why I felt like oh, better about it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. Why yours is a little bit lower than for sure. Yeah, I have not read Big Little Lies. (laughs) Yeah, but I think we've seen this before, Liz. Like your sex ratings are usually higher than mine. Like okay, okay, we noticed that. Yeah, I couldn't remember if mine were usually higher or lower. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because remember when we talked about um, the Lunar Finger. Chronicles? Yes, and, that's and Wolf. Yeah, she put the sex way higher, and I was like, they made out. Like, <laughs> what sex is in this book? Oh, so, yeah. a lower tolerance level for that yes. category. <laughs> that's okay. We're all different, so that's why it's good we have two people rating it, right? That's right. <laughs> okay, okay, violence. Um, one out of five. And for violence, I gave it one out of five as well. So there is a discussion of a murder, uh, but it's something that could be discussed on, 
I don't know if the listeners watch the movie or watch the show Psych, but it could be, it was psych level, like PG, you know, yeah, not, not even detailed, PG not gory. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just, yeah, one out of five. And then drugs and alcohol, I gave it a one out of five. I did um, zero out of five, but I'm sure if I thought more about it, I, it's probably a one. I can't remember. I'm assuming they drink in it. I can't remember. It was definitely not a big one, a, a like a big theme in the book. No. Did they even drink? Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. Okay. They did wine. So that's, that's why I put one. I could even put like They mention it. So they maybe yeah. mention it. So yeah. yeah. It's very small. Yes. Very low rating there. So, okay. Yep. 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 Okay. So what is this book about? Now, this is what is on, I guess I should, don't have to read the whole back of the book, um, but basically this is about a husband that wrote a letter that is only to be opened upon the wife's death. And, no, his death. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to open if you're dead. <laughs> yes, only upon the husband. If death. someone close to you dies, then open this letter that you wrote. <laughs> And, and feel worse about your life, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there's a husband. There are three main characters in the book. And one of the main characters um, opens a letter. I, we can say who it is because that's in the first chapter. It's Cecilia's husband. Mm-hmm. Um, she, and she finds that letter. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't open it actually in the first chapter. But yeah, she finds the letter and it just says, only to be opened upon my death. And she's like, that's weird. She just finds it in the attic. So, and then there's a couple other characters, um, Rachel and Tess. And, oh, you're right. The Goodreads is different from the back of the book because it says their names on the Goodreads one. Rachel and Tess barely know Cecilia or each other, but they're about to feel the earth shattering repercussions of her husband's secret. So for people who have read Leanne Moriarty books, she likes to do multiple characters, lots and lots of characters. We'll go into that when we talk about what we like and we didn't like. (laughs) Yes. But they're all very interconnected and she's able to weave this web of web of lies or web of characters or just lots of webs mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout the book. lots of spidery webs to go through yes <laughs> and lots of secrets and yes scandal and intrigue yes mm-hmm. <laughs> she's definitely good at pulling you in yeah um yeah and the at a book club for sure and cecilia fitzpatrick she's the wife of the the husband with the secret mm-hmm. she's very successful i don't know would you call her ocd yes she okay yeah, ocd she she makes a lot of money for her business um can we talk about what her business is or yeah is that... i think so she sells tupperware <laughs> <laughs> we were just laughing at that it's like she's such a successful businesswoman and she sells tupperware tupperware but we yeah. all need it right we all need that tupperware it's true it's very functional and she's really good at it obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> so she, yeah her life is orderly and spotless um but the letter's about to change everything and uh, Rachel and Te- yeah, yeah, you just read that part, but yeah, it just kind of messes up her whole perfect world. The yes. letter and things start getting generous. a little crazy. <laughs> and we were talking about this how um, they're all very interconnected, but the husband's secret doesn't seem to affect Tess as much as Rachel. 
right? Yes, we Is were trying to figure that out because yeah, the Goodreads summary says it's an earth shattering effect on Tess and Rachel, but mm -hmm. we couldn't really figure out like how it was a huge impact for Tess. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it definitely affected her for sure, but, um, but not earth shattering. It was, yeah. she was dealing with something else that was going on in her personal life. That was right. very interesting. It was a good storyline, but that, yeah. Didn't seem really as that connection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, should we go into what we liked about it? Yes. Okay. It was a page turner. Yes. For sure. It was very gripping. I wanted to forget everything, ignore my family and read it. So that says it's a good book. Yes. And I feel like the author is really good at doing that because the other two books I read were the same way. Like you just want to get lost in her books. Mm -hmm. They're, yeah, they're interesting. You want to find out what's going on and she just pulls you along really well, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I liked that there was a murder that you had to, you know, had to figure out a whodunit, you know, what happened yeah. with the murder. And of course, a secret, 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 secrets. And there's romance, which we always enjoy mm -hmm. murder. And then there's rom romance. And I, I liked how like that secret, the husband secret, you don't have to wait till the end of the book to find yeah. out the secret. Mm -hmm. which was nice. Like you find out about halfway through the book. Yeah. I remember I texted you. It's like chapter 19, maybe was it chapter 19. I'm going to look, we're going to tell you readers just in case. Cause there are some people who like to skip. So oh, I'm going to look, what? I know. I know. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yep. Chapter 19 is where you find out what happens for all those people yeah. that like to jump to the Yes, who just cannot wait that want to be spoiled, but we won't I tell you. I remember you got to it before me, and I was like, I have got to get to the secret. Rachel knows it. <laughs> Keep reading. <laughs> I have to discuss this. Yeah, this is really hard to do a podcast on without spoilers, by the way. Yeah, it's we're not. This might be kind of short because <laughs> we <laughs> really can't talk too much uh, yeah, about it because things would just come spilling out, and mm -hmm. we promised no spoilers. So, yep. Try the best the we things can. we liked about it. That's all we got to, that's all we can say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the character, do we talk about the characters? Characters were relatable. Yes. Characters were very that. relatable. Um, even liked though them. the characters were all different ages. So I guess Cecilia and Tess are about our age in their mid thirties, but Rachel was an older woman, probably in her seventies, maybe. Yeah. 50s? Late sixties, seventies. Yeah. But I felt like I could still understand her perspective on things and why she because you know, as a parent yes as a, like parent. As a mother mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and as a woman too so yeah those they're all very relatable characters so i just couldn't put this book down it was great it was mm -hmm. really very entertaining yes so anything else that you liked liz before we go to what we didn't like um nope that's it we got, we covered it. Covered okay. Time, so now what we didn't like, I put that I didn't like, there's always the F word in all her books and it just starts getting grading for me. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and then, and, of course I put, she mentioned sex a lot. I don't know. It just like annoys me because it's so recur. It's just so recurring. Yeah. But yeah. I think that goes along with her writing style with her books because 
you know, it's about scandal and right. like infidelity or potential infidelity. And um, I don't know, like, but I, but I did need to remind myself, like, it's still entertaining. It was still great. And it's not too, it's not like it was like raunchy or anything. You exactly. Know? But, yeah. Um, it's not erotica. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I need to keep in mind that also, it's not like this is a YA novel, right? Mm-hmm. It's like adult yeah. fiction. Because right. I was thinking like, oh, I would never let my daughters read this. And I, I remember you asking me, Rachel, you're like, well, like even as adults. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, I guess as adults. And then I'm like, well, it's not like it's geared towards women who are in their right. Favorite. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, It's geared it's, towards our demographic our, or older mm-hmm. or I mean, younger too. But yeah, I, like, I don't think a lot of 17 year olds would are picking up her books. I mean, yeah. maybe, but there's a lot yeah, of to, like, um, step back and be like, it's okay. Like, you know, you don't have to get all fired up. Like, Oh, this is so inappropriate. There's so much, <laughs> you know? like, Cause yeah. it's a lot about all of her books have had moms. And so, you know, and relationships, like yeah. they talk about, yeah. Marriage relationships and, and children and things that happen. Right. To disrupt perfect world. And how do you make the babies? <laughs> you know, you gotta have the sex to <laughs> make the babies. Yes. To have the family. <laughs> to have the family. So yeah. Um, oh yeah. And we already talked about how we weren't quite sure the super strong connection with that. Yes. Um, the husband secret. It wasn't- and it was for me, um, I thought about how it was kind of a slow start um, because there's a lot of characters that she has to introduce, I counted them. There's about six that are pretty important to the story. Six characters. Well, three main stero- three main storylines that Rachel talked about, but it's like there's spouses and then there's kids. There's yeah, they're children. Kids. Mm-hmm. And just getting to know like who all the characters are and what all their situations are. Yeah. It took like, would you say like four to six chapters? Yeah, I would say so. And then the story took off, right? But she was so busy introducing the characters, and I um, hadn't realized this until I started reading the book for our our podcast that I had listened to this book a year ago, or just uh, just a couple chapters. But there were so many characters, and I just didn't. I it, it gave me mental fatigue. I was like, I I just don't have the brain space to try to figure out these characters. <laughs> so, but now, Moving on. yeah, but because we've been reading so much lately, I was like, Oh, I got this. I can, you know, I can get to know these characters. Yes. I'm going to so. dive in. Yeah. It's good motivation. Cause we, mm-hmm. we're going to review it on the podcast, you know? So it's like you plug through the beginning. Right. And I'm so but, glad I did because I loved it. It was so good. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, yeah. I agree with you, Liz. I think that they're, it takes, it's got a slow start because there's so many characters in it. And there's just a lot of names that you're like, wait, who's connected to who? And, and at the beginning, they're all, they live in different places, but they eventually do come together to be in the same location. But at the beginning, I'm like, wait, where, who's what? Who's who and what's going on with them? And yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But she obviously did a good job setting up all the characters and having us get to know them because we said that the characters were relatable and we liked her character development, Mm -hmm. you know? So. And that sucked you in. They just took a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe it's a good thing that there were so many characters because there are so many storylines that got to be, you know, tied up. Oh, that actually, that was a thing I should have written down that I didn't, that I, I liked was the, um, not epilogue. 
the epilogue. Yes, we forgot to talk about that. Yes. yes. It was so good. Yeah. Like mind-blowingly good. I was like, whoa, it's crazy to think about I, it, you know. I need to go reread it because there were so many things what that ifs? were tied up, you know, and um yeah, and did you say what ifs? Yeah, what yeah. ifs and um just certain things that you didn't really think about that were really interesting to think about. You know, I guess they they weren't tied up. It was the what ifs in it. Right? Oh, were, I mean, there was like, uh, oh, um, I'm going to have to look. I'm trying to think if I felt any closure from it or maybe it was mostly what ifs. Yeah. And it's just the point of our decision. What if, what if we had made different decisions? What would have happened? And oh, what if we would yeah. have known a certain something and we would have done something else. I do think, yeah, there's mostly what ifs, but the what ifs also told you, the reason why certain things happened. So there, there oh. were things that were tied up in the epilogue. So definitely read the epilogue. And Liz told Makes me you that- laugh too. I, I, well, I, I'm trying to remember if I laughed out loud. I definitely smiled. I thought it was yes. cute. They had some really like witty language or um, just funny, cute things that they said in the epilogue as well mm-hmm. about the after story. So. Yeah, I liked that <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And Liz, you know, you, do you have a confession for our listeners uh, that you did them the Instagram post? And yeah, I kind of talked about it on Instagram that I used to not read prologues and epilogues. And you were embarrassed <laughs> by it. And you were like, I don't know if that's normal. And I was like, you should tell people this because I think there are a lot of people that don't read those parts and don't realize that they're often an, an integral part integral. of the story. Yeah. Part of the story. Yeah. yeah I was worried I was going to get shamed, you know, in, <laughs> in the bookstagram world. Cause I did, I felt kind of silly. Like I should have known this, but I just never, I never really understood them. First of all, right. Like in high school and well, there's the afterward. Oh, acknowledgements. Like that's, I think you probably were lumping it with the acknowledgements at the end. Yeah. Just like, Oh, it's not part of the story. Yeah, it's just an extra thing, and but mm-hmm. it's like I didn't. It's funny that I didn't even think. Okay, well, what is a prologue and what is an epilogue, and yeah, how does it tie in? But uh, I I do say I I can say that at least for the past two years, I think I've been reading them. Oh, there you go. I'm, I'm definitely always going to read them now for sure. I mean, I can't remember if I always read them the past two years, but. I understand more, (laughs) but it was so good. Yeah. After reading that, I was like, whoa, what have I been missing out on? You know what I mean? Like what have I missed other stories? Go back and look at all the books that you've read and be like, is there an epilogue that I didn't read? (laughs) Or a prologue? (laughs) Well, because sometimes like I know with prologues, sometimes they're a little on their own. Like I feel like sometimes, oh wait, I'm thinking of prefaces. So prefaces, that's like, uh, sometimes the preface is written by another person actually. And not, I don't know too much about prefaces. Yeah. That's different from a prologue. So I guess prologue and epilogue part of the story, you know, let us know on Instagram, (laughs) um, or, uh, put a comment. Yeah. I guess just on Instagram, that'd be the only place or on Facebook. Um, and let us know if we're wrong, but prologues and epilogues, that's, part of the story, but preface and acknowledgements, not so much. Mm-hmm. So, so prologue is like a backstory to what is about to be explained. This 
this story did not have a prologue. Right. And not every book does. Not every book does. But when they do, is it just kind of, it's like setting it up, setting the stage, maybe talking We're gonna about. Google it. We're going to Google. Okay. I Googled it, but I can't remember exactly what it, like how it described it. So it's a separate introductory section of a literary or music work. So it's a separate thing. It's oh, not, separate introductory. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the epilogue, you put it nicely. You, you, I think you described the epilogue as like a PS. Yeah. That's okay. just the PS of the book. Yeah. And the de- technical definition is a section or speech at the end of a book or play that serves as a comment or a conclusion to what has happened. So yeah, PS or conclusion. That sounds pretty important. Oh, actually, similar says afterward, postscript, PS. So oh, there we go. Nice. Good job. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? So read those parts, guys. And it's okay. It's okay, Liz, that you did not know that because. And there were a few people that voted on Instagram that they do have not always read prologue and epilogue. So there we go. Alone. I wasn't alone, Ranger, in that. Yes, you're not alone. <laughs> that made me feel a little better. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> I'm being vulnerable with the, with the bookstagram. I'm putting myself out there. Yeah. Like a newbie. <laughs> I am a newbie, let's be honest. And that's totally fine. All right, should we do some quotable quotes? Yes, quotable quotes. What? what? Okay. okay. First one's yours. It wasn't logical, but the better you knew someone, the more blurry they become. The accumulation of facts made them disappear. So Liz and I were talking about this before, how this, um, this book has a, a really good analysis of marriage and different, uh, different stages of marriage and how when you're first married, it's all rosy and you're so excited to learn about this person. But I really liked this quote where it says, that you become blurry the more you get to know someone or that that person that you're getting to know becomes more blurry to you. So I think it's a good reminder to us folks like Liz and I that have been married longer than one or two years that to make sure the honeymoon stage. Yes. (laughs) To make sure that we see our spouses for who they are and not just let them become blurs and blobs. Mm -hmm. But your relationship can still be evolving and growing, even though you're an old married couple. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. I like that. Um, the next one, falling in love was easy. Anyone could fall. It was holding on. That was tricky. Which is also about marriage. Yes. Along the same lines. Yeah. I guess it's not just marriage, but yeah. Relationships and mm-hmm. just working. You need to work at relationships continually after that excitement, new phase is over. Yeah. It's work to make that decision every day to, to love that person. The so. next one's about marriage too. <laughs> You're sensing a theme here. (laughs) Our last one is like the random one. (laughs) Do you want to do the marriage one or the random Tupperware one? Um, I'll do the marriage one. Okay. Marriage was a form of insanity. Love hovering permanently on the edge of aggravation. (laughs) (laughs) We really love our husbands. We really do. We We really do. (laughs) <laughs> okay interesting the- marriage quotes for everyone right? yeah it's good <laughs> these are good reminders I really think so so mm-hmm. yeah because when you go into marriage you think it's gonna be just romance all the time and then kids come or and just life comes up you know and work and stress and 
um, you just got to make the choice every day to love that person that you're with, right? Mm-hmm. So even if you're aggr- aggravated with them. <laughs> <laughs> on the okay. edge of insanity. Yes, on the edge. <laughs> just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> okay. And then the last one was, we just thought this was a funny one. All these years that had been, there had been a Tupperware container of bad language in her head, and now she opened it, and all those crisp, crunchy words were fresh and lovely, ready to be used. <laughs> that was very witty. Said the Tupperware lady. Yes. <laughs> okay, what rating did you give this, Liz? Three and a half out of five. I did really like it. It's weird, because I, when I read her books, I always really enjoy them overall it's just but I get annoyed at like she kind of has these similar um you know like we talked about just similar writing styles and the language and um top the sex like how how much she talks about it and everything just kind of annoyed me but really overall I liked it it was very entertaining Mm -hmm. um so it was really close to a four for me oh and we didn't really mention this, but one of the characters' choices really bothered me. It bothered me more than it bothered Rachel, but I just, we can't talk about it because of spoilers, but I had a hard time, like, with one of the main characters' decisions that mm-hmm. she was making. Um, oh, I want to so, talk about it so bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we won't. Yeah. But I was telling Liz that I felt like, like, I could see how you didn't like that character's decisions, but I could understand the reason behind it because I feel like I would be tempted to do the same thing. I don't think I would do the same thing, but I could definitely. But you understand. Yeah. The reason and just lots of, yeah. Complicated relationships and big emotions are at play. Yes. And and life is sticky and just, yeah. Especially with Lee and Leanne Moriarty's worlds. <laughs> Pretty sticky when Pretty it comes sticky. to her books. <laughs> <laughs> I think it goes back to, you know, she ties, she does the web, right? And webs are sticky. So there you go. Oh, there you go. I like it. <laughs> the readers can't see or the listeners can't see, but I'm like waving my, my fingers. Like, fingers, your, yeah. your sticky, spidery sticky fingers. fingers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then I gave this. Um, a four out of five. So I'm pretty close. I mean, we, we gave yeah. pretty similar ratings. So I really liked it. I, I, like I said, I just wanted to ignore everyone and go read my book and was willing to sacrifice sleep for this. So that says something. Yes, it does. If I'm just gonna, if I don't want to sleep, I want to just read this book. So that didn't put me to sleep. <laughs> it got my mind going <laughs> actually. <true>. So <laughs> So yeah, well, that's all for today. Make sure to comment on our Instagram at two babes in a book. That's all spelled out to let us know if you have read this book. Make sure to tell others about the podcast. Leave us a review on the Apple podcast app because that's how people find us podcasters. It's a big present to us. Now, remember in the words of Hallbrook Jackson, never put off till tomorrow, the book you can read today. Thanks y'all. Now go stick your nose in a book.